You okay, buddy? It's just such a sad, creepy pasta. It'll be okay. Just one recording and then it'll be gone. You can purge your memory banks. I mean, you're not a robot. (laughs) And I'm, uh, I'm review cultist. Yes, you are. (laughs) I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those most internet stores, most most creepy, and most pasta. You can get through this. You can get through this. And being critically silly while doing it. Yeah, th- thank you. Thank you, buddy. No problem. I got your back. And, and tonight we're recording, or tonight we're, re- we're t- yeah. Tonight we're discussing, there is a dog living in a seemingly abandoned house. <sighs> yes. All right. Hang on. Breathe in. Breathe out. All right. Let's try. Let's try and get through this. So this, uh, there's a dog living in a seemingly abandoned house. First off, a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> a title. No sleep title, right? It, it's yeah, except it's not a no sleep. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm saying it's a no sleep like title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But this is this one's by by Kane Mac, um, who uh, we we did uh, a game of tag before, and then they saw they listened to our episode and replied back, and then suggested. This one and the one about the baby being wrong, um, early, uh, like a couple or like a week or two ago. Yep. So, yeah, um, I suppose we'll we'll dive into this one um, with the rundown. Nair lives on the outskirts of town and passes an abandoned house on his way to and from school. There's a dog in the fenced yard of the abandoned house, and Nair grows attached to it very quickly. Uh, they go over several times with the with dog treats and food, even uh, like over the course of like years. Um, the dog Goliath is a gray Irish wolfhound that doesn't look very healthy, but soon becomes friends with Nair. Um, also, Nair named him Goliath. He yes. does not know his actual name. Yeah, because he's a massive Irish wolfhound. Exactly. Uh, Nair. It would be really funny if if, if Nair was actually named David <laughs> or Dave. Why? Because <laughs> Dave and Goliath. Oh, I see. Get the, That'd be get cool. The, the analogy there, yeah. Um, I understand. For but for now, he's known as, or they they are known as narrator or Nair, uh, since we don't actually get a name. Narrator is not a name. Nair is potentially a name, so yes. we call him Nair. Nair Ator. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nair worried that the dog was all alone and stuck on the property, like maybe he was trapped there for some reason. Uh, and being a headstrong preteen, goes over one cold November evening while everyone is asleep and attempts to free Goliath. They hear the dog from behind the house and hop the fence to discover the, the basement door. Uh, first off, there's a basement door. like a, It's like a latch, one of those, like I guess, like a storm door or something. Um, but it's I open. imagine it's just one of those like old-school basement entrances like through the back. Yeah, okay. That's similar. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, it's open, and he's hearing barking from within, but the dog isn't coming closer, so he has to go deeper in. Um, they find Goliath next to a couch with a human form lying on some bedsheet. Uh, Goliath under some bedsheets. Yeah, under some bedsheets. <clears throat> uh, Goliath has been barking this whole time, so eventually the person does wake up and attacks Nair. Um, Nair blacks out in very short order, um, without very little struggle, but then wakes up on a bed 
he wakes up. Does he wake up on the bed sheets or does he wake up on a separate bed? He wakes up in a completely like unknown <laughs> room to him. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, he wakes up in a bed um, somewhere else in the house uh, at sunrise, groggy and with blood on their shirt. Um, no other memory of what occurred the previous evening. Uh, when they attempt to leave the house, they find that the person and Goliath are kind of in their way, like or at least in view of them getting for the door. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. this rail thin man, uh, who's chopping up hunks of wood with a cleaver for a happy Hunk Goliath. Yeah, sorry, yeah, uh, sorry. Um, Goliath does not eat wood. <laughs> Did I say wood? Oh you my god. Wood. Okay, hang on. Let me. Let me let You're me, really me. fucked up from this, aren't I, you? A little bit. Let me. Let me just. Uh, let me. Let me do that. Uh, that sentence over. Uh, this rail thin man who is chopping up hunks of meat for a happy Goliath in the kitchen. Um, and like the kitchen door is like right there, so he could get escape, but he'd be like he might take note of the or the, the man might take note of him. Um, but without looking at Nair, uh, he gives like a hand gesture as if like to say, Go ahead, leave, and Nair takes it. Um, Nair runs home, gets talked to, to by his parents, the cops, um, as they uh were out looking for him, his and- parents. Comma and sorry. The cop. Yes, sorry. His yes. Parents are not the entire police force. <laughs> sorry. Unless they, they are. Get, yeah. <laughs> Nair, runs, Nair runs home, gets talked to by his parents and the cops there who were looking for him, and gets checked out by the doctors for some blood loss. Because um, apparently he suffered some blood loss. Uh, years go by, and this event really does affect Nair. Uh, they stop visiting Goliath and eventually move off to college, and everything kind of just blurs together, like that whole event. Um, but it leaves kind of like a deep-rooted like insecurities uh, with Nair. Um, then, years later, returning to their hometown, they stop at by the house uh, and discover that it is a demolished pile of ruin. Um, however, at the back of the property, there is an unmarked grave. And that is the end of the So, uh, I yeah, guess we will... Goliath buried the, the skinny guy <laughs> after the skinny guy died. Yep, that's definitely what happened. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, on to... Everyone tolerates the grammar inquisitions at, at this point. Are you okay, man? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that. Alright. Trust me, we'll get into that one. I hope so. Um, so I'm going to start with this... Uh, uh, this one here. Uh, from first grade to senior year, I took the same bus to school. Since I was driving the same route back and forth for over several years, I knew the exact blueprint of my neighborhood, how it changed, or rather, how stagnant it was. Okay, so that's one, all one long sentence. Like, goddamn. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I feel like it should be. You should replace the word driving with taking. Like, since you've been taking the same um, route, because. Since driving, since like I was driving the same route, it it just seems like you're driving the bus, not taking the bus. Or driving a bike. Or driving a bike, or riding a yeah. bike. It would be more, not drive. Yeah, and that is two sentences. Is it? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, but that still that that first or that second one is pretty long. Yeah. Well, kind of. I guess. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it felt long when I was reading it. Okay. All right. Um, on to my next one. Um. <clears throat> Uh, I took one look to determine the place was abandoned. So this is kind of uh, this is leaning a little bit into the it story stuff territory, but mm-hmm. maybe go with like this as an alternative for this sentence is like one look and I could determine the place was abandoned. Just so like 
Because for some reason, as I was reading, it was like it, it took one look to determine the place was abandoned. It just seemed like really weird when I read it. Like it seemed mm-hmm. off. So or it only took one glance, one look, whatever to to see that it was abandoned. Yeah, but then you also just still have the, something. You still have the it at the front. <laughs> like yeah, I, my my initial go to was it only it only took one look. But yeah, that, like that was my go to. But I was like, but wait, that still deals with the, the it, and my, and Mikey's gonna have a problem with that. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so um. On to the next one here. Um, me, a scrawny preteen, could easily hide in his shadow when he propped his pawns against the fence. I think you need paws, not pawns. Unless he's playing chess with the, with the dog. Of course he is. Clearly. Why wouldn't he? I know. The best of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next one here. Either way, I turned around, saw the reflection of my terrified pale face and the coach behind me. So I think you want the the couch behind me, unless of course the 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 scrawny man is in fact his coach from school, and he somehow knew that. Yeah, he somehow mm-hmm. identified him. Yep, or just the the being behind him is the coach from school. Yes, <laughs> but I think it's actually supposed to be couch since yes. that's the previously established thing behind him. Um, next up is uh, Goliath started jumping after spotting me, then made few circles around the room so this one's a little bit harder to pinpoint when you read it um unless you actually like see the sentence uh so spotting is just missing an extra t (laughs) spelling error uh next one here though yeah next one here is when he raised his knife to cut another chunk i could saw how sinewy his arms was his arms was or were his arm was sorry his arm was okay yeah i could saw how sinewy his arm was so I think you need to remove. Uh, it needs to be. Uh, I could see how sinewy his arm was. Not I could saw. Um, and then my next one here. I looked at it for maybe a split second before I opened the back door and run like a madman across the lawn. Again, I think you mean you and and ran like a madman across the lawn. Um, and and that's my grammar inquisitions. <laughs> Just a lot of like words, like a lot of like the, the wrong words for like the, the the tense that's going on in the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a common um, problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mikey, these stands for you. Uh, well, well, I'm just uh, thinking about the uh, the one that you had with uh, when he raised his knife to cut another chunk. I could saw how sinewy his arm was. And I was like, what if he's sawing off his own arm? <laughs> that did come to mind as I was reading it this time around. <laughs> <laughs> However, probably not happening. Yeah. No. But it could be. Could be. But it's not. But it could be. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so you've got uh, a good chunk of what I have. So all I have left is uh, the uh, it story slash conjunction junction. Ooh. All right. <clears throat> and now a conjunction junction with a happy helping of an it story. Take it away. It took one look to determine the place was abandoned. It took maybe four or five drives for me to become attached. It's hard to tell after so many years, but despite seeing him almost daily, twice during the school days, and sometimes changing the schedule because of personal reasons, I never saw any sign that Goliath had an owner. It was early November, I think, a cold one at that, so the whole neighborhood was wrapped in a veil of darkness and dead silence. Or it might have just been some reflective surface. 
It felt like the worst fever you could have ever imagined. It seemed really surreal at that time. It was the same type of meat my dad would buy at our local butcher's. It was an open hand or two raised fingers. I really can't tell. But sometimes, when I lay in bed in the middle of the night, I think of the hand sign and try to interpret it. And that was it. It was written off as a teenage escapade, and I didn't mind. It took me years to pick up my life again, especially since I never really knew what happened to me that night, or rather, the remains of it. It was demolished a few years prior, with only mountains of bricks and uh, and the concrete foundation left. It felt so weird being there. Finn. So, this whole time, like re- from start to finish, I was like... So he's grown an attachment to a house. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> there's never mention of the dog with those sentences. So it's like no, never at all. Created a whole story about a, about a, about a boy and and his abandoned monster house. Yep. <laughs> which is a completely different gravy pasta. One which I would I would love to read. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like a, yeah. as soon as the meat was brought up immediately after that, there was mention of the hand. Yeah, or and like, suddenly this house had a hand. Hands. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> From the local butcher, and then that's when he realized. Yeah. Oh god, that's when he realized that the local butcher's been like, is it, are actually cannibals. Mm-hmm. Oh god! <laughs> and it took this aban- his pet abandoned house to help him <laughs> help him figure that out. He took the house with him somehow. Yeah. Oh no, the house like the house like helped him out. It's like a oh god, so it's like a pet Dionysi Dionia house. <laughs> Body horror. Ah uh, <laughs> yes. But honestly, this story actually this story was kind of a buddy horror. Kind like, of, yeah. Like, cause, and I'll get into that a little bit more with my 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 actual thoughts. But we're still yeah. through the we're still in the grammar position. So, <clears throat> um, uh, Mikey, that's it then for you. Just got the conjunction junction. Yep. All right. Uh, then gamer, you got your uh, your highlighted grammar. Yes. I used to live in the outskirts of a small town. Two bigger streets crosswise and many yards of empty space in between the houses. So I didn't really get a full visualization of what they're trying to say here. Specifically, yeah. the, the two bigger streets crosswise. Like, what does that even mean? I, I'm not. I think like, um, <laughs> is it like two bigger streets? Like they cross ways? Because I mean, and, they're like, all, there's like, many yeah. yards in between the houses. Like, I, I. Well, first off, we do know that Kane Max, uh, like or English is not their first language. Um. Mm-hmm. So, um. But yeah, it, it is kind of a. Uh, it's yeah. I, I was trying. I, I I was catching on that earlier, and I just did. I just like went past it, like as I kind of just tried to like my brain like constructed a, an appropriate like Additional setting. Pylons. Yeah, Sorry. basically, it, yeah. A if he it fabricated an appropriate like like setup that like it thought would work for this. Um, <clears throat> kind of like how you have typo knees, like where you like you walk over, yeah. you, you you uh you step over uh literal like or like like typos and stuff when you're reading. My brain just mm-hmm. like constructs imagery like it uh over from the from the information it gets <laughs> yeah uh so it can move on um so with that information did you just ignore the crosswise thing and it's just like it's a outskirts of a small town with lots of room in between the houses like yeah basically like there's like <clears throat> yeah that's exactly it. like there's like houses and then it's like kind of like it's kind of like a development of some kind so or it's like a like a like a, a more rural development so there's like like forest or like 
or uh, or a lot more property between the between the houses. And then like yeah. I guess like the larger like uh, uh, roads are just like the main roads versus like the smaller like like kind of development roads. But I guess yeah, that that's how my brain constructed it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, it, is, it is confusing. <laughs> How'd you see Mikey? Um, well, I, I saw it as um, sort of well, if it was just two streets intersecting, that would be across. Yeah. So the uh, to make this sort of space between houses, you need sort of double that. So you'd have two streets uh, parallel to each other, and then two other streets parallel to each other, making a cross. Oh, okay. So it, I'm like those kind of do exist. Like it's not like a coldest. It, it's uh, like where there's like a, an island of like uh, where like they usually put like a garden or something like that in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think I see what you're meaning. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Like uh, it, it's not quite day, a. Uh, hmm? Sorry. All right. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying it's, it's not quite a. Um, it's 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 kind of like a uh, what's a roundabout, but it's not. It's like a square roundabout. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, this information doesn't really have any bearing on the story. Yeah. It's just I was curious what you guys' visualization of this was because I was confused. Yeah, and it sounds like all of us were kind of like hiccuping over this. <laughs> yeah, a little bit in various degrees. But that's okay. It took maybe four or five drives for me to become attached. During the first weekend, I took my bike. Uh, what What do they mean by first weekend? Like, do you mean like as soon as the weekend came along, I took my bike? I think that's probably what it means. But yeah, I, I it could be made clearer. <laughs> yeah, because that's yeah. what it, I I think they're trying to get across. But yeah, I thought it was going to be like during the first weekend of summer or something. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's I'm assuming just the next weekend that showed up. I did this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the reason. Mm-hmm. I probably visited Goliath about 50 times and saw him at least a million. Uh, I, so, I don't... <laughs> it does say, like, I, I, I got to this part as well, and it does say, like, right afterward, like, over the course of the... Like, I think it's... I think he's meaning over the course of the years that he, he spent with Goliath. Like, he visited him 50 times, or at least 50 times, uh, and then saw him, like... Because he saw him, like, twice a day on his ride home or on his on his uh drive home or whatever um he must have oh. seen him at least a million times so and i think i think that's what that's trying to mean <laughs> yeah. uh, unfortunately i did the math in my actual oh, no. thoughts oh god so um I'll just go chime to, in here? yeah i'll just chime in now sure uh so a school year is roughly 180 days so okay. uh, assuming that uh he was he saw Goliath from first grade to eighth grade since he's a preteen. Yeah. Uh, so that's roughly eight years. And then also assuming uh, two times a day because going to school and coming back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That ends up only equaling uh, 2,880 times. Oh, wow. Did you include high school as well? Uh, no, I didn't because in this story, he's a preteen. Yeah. yeah, but it says that from uh, Mayor stayed in this town like until college and then moved away. But he never went. He remember like after the incident, he never he uh, he switched sides of the bus and stuff like that. Um, so oh, that he yeah, couldn't get the house. So, yeah. Um, so it would be less than that two thousand even. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, weird. I can't, like uh, a there's an over exaggeration <laughs> on on when on how many times he saw the the dog. Yes, but regardless. <laughs> yeah. Um, the confusion is the fact that it said visited this many times and saw him this many times. 
especially how low the visits are <laughs> compared to yeah. like the outlandish like time he saw him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was basically sounding like Nair saw Goliath way more than visiting him. Meanwhile, which uh, it does make sense now that you mentioned that like you see him on the bus and shit. I wasn't thinking that. Yeah, I was thinking but, like he would visit him. Like he only saw for some reason. I was in my mindset. I was thinking he only saw him when he visited him. But when he visited him, he saw him more than once yeah. per visit. I think it was confusing. Yeah, that's understandable. I think I think this one would actually benefited from like a general, more generalized kind of thing. Like like not even like say a number of how many times you saw the dog, but like because like like I visited him like at least fifty times, and I saw him like on a daily basis, kind of thing. Well, like the number like isn't that. the problem. It, it could it could be fixed. I mean, with just, it I, is. I, I, it pro- is by the, by the merit that we're talking about it. It's not. It's not. Pro- <laughs> okay. Number is not the problem. It's, okay. There's no context to the second number. Yeah, I probably visited Goliath about fifty times and saw him at least a million times, like passing by. Yes, that would have helped. There just needs to be something else there. Yeah, that would fix it. Because I don't mind the exaggeration. It's just that needs, um, you know, a noun to it. Not a noun. Regardless, it needs more to it. Yeah. Word it needs it. it needs a few extra con- like some context details. Yeah. Next one. I heard uh, Goliath's faint barking. Sorry, I heard Goliath's faint bark coming from the back of the house. I started panicking. I believe no one lived in the house, but apparently there was still a way to get inside. When I read uh, back of the house, I was imagining Goliath was just in the backyard, not That's inside the back of the house. Yeah. So like a, a rewrite would be, I heard Goliath's faint bark coming from inside the back of the house. Yeah. Just so you can, so you can immediately know it's like, okay, he's inside the house just right from the get go. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, yeah, because as it is, like, it, it, that's what I initially thought. Like, okay, so it's, he, he's out behind the house. Um, but then they get to the, he gets to the back of the house, and then it's like, oh, there's a door to the inside of the house. Like, oh, okay, so he needs to get inside the house. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And my last one. The shape under the drapes was clearly human. There was probably a hand poking out, scraping the floor with its fingernails, but that might have been my imagination. So the way it's worded, the way, blah, blah, blah. The way it's worded, it almost seems like uh, Nair is making this up. Just because it's like there was probably a hand poking out there. Like it, I understand. I, I know. Yeah. Let me finish. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah. But the way that I would rewrite it is um, the shape under the drapes is clearly human. I think there was a hand poking out, scraping the floor with his fingernails, but it might have been my imagination. Yeah, because it just seems like the story, like especially this chunk of the story, there's a lot of uh, like suppressed memory being re- recollected, or even possible, like possible false memory. <laughs> Yes, and it says that earlier before the sentence saying, like, I don't fully remember this, but I'm going to remember as much as I can. It's just the way it's worded with there was probably a hand. Yeah. That's like as if he's saying he doesn't remember there being a hand, but there probably was one compared to him saying, I think there was a hand. Is like there's some vague memories of a hand there. So it's a little clear. That's fair. And that's all I got for the grammar in yellow. Okay. Well, uh, I guess we'll go on to stay strong, cultist. The actual thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm going to start with this one here. Uh, it took maybe four or five drives for me to become attached. During the first week, <clears throat> I took my bike, a bag of dog biscuits, and rode five minutes to the house. The dog was there, emerging from the shadows of the backyard. This was the first time I noticed how sad and scruffy he seemed. And reading this, I was like, oh, gods. I'm going to need to hug my puppers by the end of the story, <laughs> aren't I? And and we'll get back to that. I'm just going to put a pin on that. <laughs> okay. So already starting, like, as soon as the dog's introduced, I was like, oh, fuck. 
Oh, God. It's a dog and a creepypasta. Oh, this can't be good. Oh, no. Uh, and then we move on uh, to this one here. Um, I remember... So this is, this is, like, when he's down in the basement and, like, right before, like, shit hits the fan. It's like, I remember... <clears throat> I remember looking around and finding a Hershey's bar on the nightstand. It seemed really surreal at, at that time. And like reading through this part, like I was just like, ditto on that. Like this story at this point is really surreal. Like there's so many strange little details, like as he's exploring this, the basement, which is to me, I f- it felt was really good because it was telling this, like, like this creepy half remembered account that the narrator experienced in their youth. So it, it mm-hmm. and that really that really came across in this part. Like it, it felt like I was like talking to to Nair, like in it, as as an adult, and he was telling me about this story. Um, yeah, like it's the kind of thing that I've like I. It's the kind of um, encounter or the kind of account that I like to I like to hear from people. Like like I like to like talk about with people. Like when they're talking about creepy things that happen in their youth. Um, uh, like I've I've definitely had those conversations with people in the past in 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 the past and. Like they are one of the kind of creepy story tellings that I really enjoy. So this this kind of like helped like garner that by like giving us all these weird little details and such. Um, it, it just kind of the story at this point like really left me kind of engrossed because I wasn't sure what the hell the story was all about. And I just but it was enticing enough to, for me to keep reading because I wanted to know what was going to happen next. Like I didn't know like from from basically start to finish uh, up until the end. Um, or close to the end, I didn't know what was going on. Like in terms of like, what is the story leading up to? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed the kind of like surrealness of the uh, of the the recounting of the story. Um. And then we get to this part, um, or to this this uh this particular sentence. Um. Something inside me dies every time I imagine him waiting for me all those years. He never did anything wrong, and I felt bad for leaving him like this. Oof! Like, yeah, this this story continued to hit me in the feels. So yeah, um, yeah, it's just it. Like full disclosure, guys. Like, and I think this has been brought up before, but I I do not like or I I do not care very well for dogs being treated. You hate or, dogs? How no, 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 no. I do not not care for dogs in horror because most of the time they are killed off or hurt for the shock value or for like the emotional impact that that will give. And I I, I am, I am a love, I I have a love of dogs. They are, they are my favorite kind of pet. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're just so like innocent and loyal and like, God damn it. (laughs) Like this, this really spoke to me because this speaks to me like on like, yeah, like when you do, whenever you take a dog to a kennel and like they don't know where you're going. Like I've I've had cases where like I've gone on vacation for 2 weeks off like elsewhere like out of the out of the province and I've had to leave my dogs in a kennel. And and when I come back, I'm always like there's a there's a, a something in the back of my mind where I'm worried that they're going to forget me. <laughs> um it's and like years. Yeah, uh, yeah, well cuz for them like they have no concept of time. So Yeah. And, and like it's 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 not even just horror stuff that does it. Like I hated that Futurama th- uh, episode where like he left his dog out there <laughs> on the street. Like his it, that dog that he had in like the pre- in the past, like Fry from from Futurama, uh-huh. um, and the dog would wait at that same fucking sidewalk sp- space for years, waiting for Fry, who never came back because he got stuck in a in a cryo chamber. Yeah. I was like, oh god, it's just I hate that. I hate it so much because the dog is just gonna stay there and like be loyal to its to its owner. Mm-hmm. 
and effectively like Nair here is the adoptive owner of of Goliath, or is the secondary owner to to or like the secondary friend to uh, to Goliath. Ah, so yeah, this hits me in the feels a lot, and it also has this super weird, like yet kind of tied in and appropriate contrast to what seems like a really skeevy situation that went down that night uh, for Nair. Like it's like it it's tugging at your heartstrings from at least for me because of the dog. Like and like the dog is kind of innocent in this story, but the shit that happened to Nair is also kind of like a really like it's understandable why he didn't want to go back to that place. Um, because something kind of skeevy went down there uh that night when he uh when he went into that basement. Um and, and we'll uh, I'm gonna touch on that in my last kind of note here. Um so this is this, this is the last like kind of quote of the story, or this is the last like line or like last few lines of the of the story itself. So <clears throat> Last year, I visited my hometown and, for the first time in forever, took a, took a look at the abandoned house, or rather, the remains of it. It was demolished a few years prior, with only mountains of bricks and concrete foundation left. It felt so weird being there. As I suspected, Goliath was nowhere to be seen. I only found what looked like an unmarked grave in the backyard. And I was just like, well, that was possi- quite possibly the saddest creepypasta I've ever read. Like, and I did, re- I did hug my dogs after reading the story. <laughs> um, like, God damn. And okay. The dog thing, like me being, me being kind of like sad by the whole dogs, like situation in the story. I, there is something I have to unpack here. That's like halfway through the story and like continues on through the story. And like, is kind of the, the, the source of like why, uh, Nair left Goliath for years, the encounter with the man in the basement. So who who seemingly owns the dog Goliath. Uh, I feel like you can take this two ways, like this encounter two ways. For me reading it, I went straight for the for the skeevy horror, like the the re- the, the the creepy like real world horror here in which a young Nair was probably molested that night. Um and is now just recalling suppressed memories of the inve- of the event. Like it's just as I was reading I was like, "Oh no. Oh god." Like he doesn't like he gets attacked by the creature by the by the guy from behind. Um, he blacks out. He str- uh, there's no struggle. There's no scream. He just wakes up the next morning in a different bedroom in the house, and then the guy just lets him leave. Like for some reason, it it's just like that's it was there in my mind the whole time reading the story. I was like, okay, so this is like super like real horror kind of stuff going on here. With and then also there's this the sad dog tale. <laughs> um, but the other thing that kind of that kind of hit me as i was reading the story was um it, it's regarding the uh the blood that was mentioned like the the blood on his shirt and then like lots of like a loss of blood uh that was signified by the doctor like later on in the in the uh in his uh in his in in, in the events so here's my first thing here uh really feel there should be some details as to the blood like and where it came from because in the story, we don't actually uh, have any mention of the wound. There is blood on, on Nair's shirt when he wakes up. He's got a headache, neck pain, and back pain. But that's the... Uh, and the doctor, even at the doctor's office, they never show, like, where... And they, the doctor says that he has blood loss, but they never tell us where, like, where the wound was. Um, so part of me initially went with the dog had bit its owner defending Nair as the man was trying to assault him, assault Nair, um, sort of a, a conflict of two human, like, like two loyalties for the dog. Like the dog chose, like, or it was choosing between them. 
like during like when they're in that scuffle. Um, and, and who knows, maybe as a result, the man did nothing to Nair. And that's why Nair was allowed to escape. Like why the, why the man gave him a pass was because like the, the man realized he'd gone too far or something like that. I don't know. It, it's, still kind of skeevy but at least there's like a little bit like it, ma- it makes it makes the dog goliath kind of out to be a hero <laughs> in my mind in my head canon the the second the second idea i had is that there's there is mention of neck pain and like other aches and pains and stuff of that and the blood is on his shirt and that he suffered blood loss so and and with the description and behavior of the homeless man like in the kitchen and then like letting him go and so after the uh, during the during that like in the next morning, I kind of want this to be that this was that the homeless man was in fact a vampire. It coats the skeevy pill, so it's it goes down better. <laughs> like it's not as creepy. It, it because there's a little an air of fantasy there. It, it gives a little bit more like buffer room for like how creepy this whole situation is. Um, and like maybe Goliath is the vamp's Renfield, like watches him watches over him during the day, kind of thing, and. Unfortunately, poor Nair, like he didn't get uh, he because he got too close to the to the, to the dog and like was worried about him and got went down into the the basement where the uh, where the man was 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 um, residing. Um, he wasn't turned by the bite, but he got drained a bit as a result, and that's why like he didn't turn into a vampire. He just got uh, some blood blood siphoned from him. So there's two routes for me that for in my head canon to take this. One is very real, like Baraska levels of creepy. And the other one is more like World of Darkness or um, like, uh, yeah, vampire, like kind of scenario here. Um, and I don't know which one I like more or I don't know which one I, I would want to actually be the case. <laughs> well, I can poop on one of them real quick. All right. Every day at the crack of dawn, he would go out and buy meat for his dog. He paid with real money, so no one bothered giving him crap. At the crack of dawn, right? Yep. Well, at the crack of dawn, that's still not like sun. Like he, he was basically like going, like he was risking every, like, I mean, you could say that as a vampire, like he had to get his, he had to purchase his meat like uh, early because um, so like he wouldn't come out during the day. So maybe like he had some bit of buffer room during the crack of dawn to like get out before like the sun rose into the sky fully to like go to the, go to the butcher when, when it opens up because butchers usually open up pretty early. Um, so he'd go there be the first customer, pay in cash, get the meat, and then go back to his uh, go back to the house uh, before the sun rose fully. That's that's kind of like what I was like, kind of headcanoning on the vampire side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, because well, yeah, he he never shows up during the day. Like he never does anything during the day except for the crack of of uh, the crack of dawn, which yeah. is still kind of it's it's a it's a danger zone for vampires, but it's still feasible. Yeah, and to lend more credence to the vampire, uh, the mirror. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to continue? Sorry. Uh, so I have it here. Uh, then it cuts to the mirror, or it might have been just some reflective surface. Either way, I turned around, saw the reflection of my terrified pale face and the couch behind me. The bed sheets were thrown aside, the dust still floating in the air. I swear it took maybe a few seconds. Something jumped at me. So there's no mention of the ash of the guy in the reflection. It's just everything around him. Yeah, and yeah, yeah that that's another the way detail I that saw I, that. Yeah. It's just yeah. there's so much dust you can't see the guy. 
and, and that, that's that's the thing like this story kind of like is teetering on on that ledge of like is it real is it is it realistic horror or is it like is there a vampire here mm-hmm. like it's a really cool like that's what i like i kind of like about this story is that there's there's kind of like a teetering edge of like almost like a blur between reality and the surreal and yeah so yeah that i was i was gonna i i didn't have it in my notes but i i definitely wanted to bring up the fact about like there like being a mirror there i'm glad that you you had that there mikey uh-huh. um yeah it's there's there's little details in the story that like if you don't want to lean into the fact that this is this is probably just some homeless man that may have molested nair it might just be a vampire that well i guess for all intents and purposes molested nair <laughs> um but in a not so skeevy way i mean it's still skeevy it's still creepy like in that way but it's it's less so yeah. when it's a vampire because they're not real <laughs> it's it's more fantastical yeah and the other thing that sort of works for vampire is his uh virtually transparent skin yeah i mean i could attribute that like his between his like scrawniness and like the and his and his uh, own part his practically translucent skin i could honestly just uh attribute to being a like a crackhead or some kind of a, a druggie like the skin is just like not healthy at all <laughs> or but, you know the fact he never gets any sun exactly yeah he yeah he could be anemic in that or no anemic, i don't think anemic's the word but um yeah like not getting much sun so he's just got like a really pallid complexion as a result of being like a, a, a shut-in basically he also never saw his face. He could be like albino or whatever, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, we do see that his hair is all black and scraggly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, and usually albinos are like their hair is white as well as their skin. Like they're completely albino. Oh um, yeah. But yeah, you yeah like uh, again, anybody who's like living basically inside of a house doesn't go outside because of the sun and such. Like regardless, like even not being a vampire, you're gonna have like um really pallid like unhealthy skin as a result of the of the lack of vitamin d mm-hmm. but yeah it's the story's really weird guys like for like because it, it teeters on that edge of like realism and a realism horror or like vampire horror um and then we have poor little goliath or poor big goliath um yeah. it kind of trapped in the middle uh, it, uh like kind of forming this buddy horror <laughs> this like tragic buddy horror <laughs> Such. Yeah. I guess the bot or or the horror aspect of the buddy horror is that um is that uh Goliath for all intents and purposes is abandoned at the end of the story at the end of these events by Nair um mm-hmm. and it's just so sad what happens to it. like as like like he's like he basically abandons him or like let, leaves him alone and like yeah it's just oh god I have so many feelings about the story <laughs> but um. Yeah, that's that's my my actual thoughts, honestly, about the story was the um uh the, the the sad dog dog angle and also the uh the is it vampires or is it just like a homeless molestation kind of thing? Um those are my two like main thoughts on the story. So uh Mikey, would you like to continue? Alright. Uh, so my third potential thought <laughs> continuing yours is that what if it's just a cursed mirror and the the squatter was there but he's actually the savior so he saved the uh nair from being basically sucked into the mirror i guess (laughs) but in doing so nair bashed his head against the mirror and knocked himself out yeah lost a lot of blood yep that that could be it yeah maybe it's some 
or like he says it's some kind of reflective surface. Maybe it was like some kind of like, yeah, some kind of artifact, not even like maybe not necessarily a mirror, but just a reflective artifact that like, yeah, sends you into the, the mirror zone. And, and really this guy's just, he's an SNTF employee, isn't he? <laughs> he is now. This is, this is, this is, this is like, like this is, for Delta green fans. This is a green box basically. And he's the, he's the, uh, the, uh, the guy, the maintenance guy of the green box. <laughs> yep. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, the other idea that kind of came to mind, but it, it kind of fell flat halfway through the story was like, what if Goliath, I, I was expecting honestly Goliath to be like uh, some kind of like a shape changer of some kind. Like up until we find, up until we see the bot, the, the guy in, on the bed, I was expecting him to be the guy on the bed. <laughs> like who like during the day he's a, he's a dog, but then during the evening he's man. But that kind of fell through later on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, I was like, what, where's this story going? And I was like, oh, 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 God, it's going this route. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it's, a, it's an interesting third third option there, uh, Mikey. Yep, yep. All right. So onwards to my actual thoughts here. You see, I was one of those kids who believed they knew better than anyone else. Ones who end up volunteering for special cases and posting messages on Facebook about horrible things they believe no one cares enough about. And uh, I'm just like, there's a preteen. So you have to be 13 years old to agree to Facebook's terms of service. So either Nair isn't a preteen, or he's violating Facebook's terms of service. Or he's taught, yeah, which is probably what he's doing. I mean, that that happens on a regular. But yeah, it's... uh makes him the villain in the yeah. story now honestly though like he, he didn't need that explanation about like uh of, of like i was the kind of person that would like jump on those situations i mean it's a, it's a good example of that for that kind of mentality but honestly like he's just a headstrong preteen who who <laughs> thinks he do- knows more he thinks he knows more than he actually knows <laughs> like that's that's something that teens have or like preteens have hmm. it's like shut up mom i know more than you <laughs> <laughs> i've alienated all of our preteen audience Good. <laughs> so evil. I'm gonna regret that. <laughs> no, our, our our numbers are just gonna dive. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so my next one here. Uh, that night, with a bag full of useless stuff I believed to be rescue gear, I left the house when everyone was asleep and rode my bike across the street like, to his yeah. house. <laughs> Yeah, I I remember like reading that. I was like, okay, clearly it doesn't mean as across his house. It's got to be across the, from the from the the abandoned place. But it does sound an awful lot like he just rode across the to, across the street from his house. Yep. <laughs> also, I do like the uh, the meta or like like him like recalling now like as an adult recalling like oh yeah that bag was probably full of just useless stuff but at the time i thought i was i was i was like rescuing goliath and with i was gonna rescue goliath with all these like useless things mm-hmm. all right yeah <laughs> so yeah the it could probably just be changed to and rode my bike down the street probably easily fix that because we've established that there's uh the streets are crossways anyway so next one I couldn't see the stairs under my feet, and the sheer terror of not knowing where I was going made my lungs and intestines shrink. And that's when he pooped himself. Yep. 
I mean, I knew, like, I, I feel like that's probably like, it's, it's a weird way of saying it, but I think that's like, that he's like getting butterflies in the stomach, like that kind of, like that kind uh, of feeling. Okay. That's, that's what I got out of that. I knew though, as soon as I read that, I was like, Mikey's going to take this literally. <laughs> <laughs> no, as soon as that. I read that, I was like, Mikey, I, if you don't have a note here, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I I got it, but yeah. <laughs> All right, and uh, the next one here. Uh, my head was probably filled with cotton because I can't remember if Goliath was still barking or not. Uh, my note here is, and that's when he became a stuffed doll. He couldn't yep. scream, and now just sits on the wall. Or crazy thought, <laughs> it might be that it's an analogy for, for his, uh, for him suddenly like just not being able to hear anything. Cause he's like hyper focusing on something, <laughs> but you know, he's probably just turned into a doll. <laughs> yep. That makes more sense. Uh, it does say cotton. My Mikey, Mikey, you do you boo. <laughs> I'm not even rolling sand anymore. I've got full blown, full blown cultist mentality here. Like, like mad certainty. <laughs> I've got the feet mad certainty. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the ne- next one I note I have here is, according to my family doctor, I lost a lot of blood that night, but it wasn't anything dangerous. So I decided. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so I decided to try and figure out exactly how much loss of blood isn't dangerous. So basically, uh, if you lose. Twenty percent of your blood, you can go into shock. Yeah, A- and at forty percent loss of blood, you die. Yeah. So uh, that means that I, like, my guesstimate was between ten and nineteen percent of his blood was lost. Yeah, you know, it's it's like but he passed out as well. It could have been after the shock. It could it could have been or it could have been the full twenty percent. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just like World of Darkness, uh, Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines, where you're uh, a vampire and you can just like, you can lure somebody into a back alley and then start like like uh, drinking their blood and you just have to make sure you don't kill them. You don't drain their like completely down to like the, the their life bar because then they just like enter a stupor and just wander off <laughs> for 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 a game, uh, a game analogy for the gamer in yellow. <laughs> yes, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's like, like I said, like he didn't he didn't turn nair into a vampire he he simply drained him a little bit like to get his uh to get his energy up hmm. hence why he's not like more more like human looking because he's like he looks a little bit more ghoulish because he only took a little bit okay well uh another interesting uh thing that i found out that is at around age five or six uh, kids have the same amount of blood as an adult wow and on average, uh, humans have about three liters of blood in them. Yeah. So that's why it's safe to donate blood, because you donate about a pint of blood, which is about uh, half a liter, which ends up equaling 16.7%. So nowhere near 20%. This has been Blood Facts by Mikey, the East Ends for Evil. (laughs) You know what's funny? Like... I know on other podcasts, there's there was a conversation at Gen Con where we were all sitting and we were all lined up waiting for for like a seminar to happen, and someone started a conversation of like, 
how many pints of blood or how many liters of blood are in a goat for sacrifice? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I remember that clearly. I was in that line when they st- when when some folks from other from some of the other like gaming podcasts that we like have on the show occasionally started talking about that like i think that was noah from or noah from uh from the uh, maple syrup blood money podcast and and other podcasts uh and they just started talking about like how many like liters of blood there were in there how many how many liters of blood uh you could drain out of a goat <laughs> for sacrificial purposes exactly <laughs> so it's it's just strange how like blood blood facts keep popping up here and there over the course of the podcast uh uh, like podcasting spheres. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's good info to know. Yeah, I'm glad that I can know that I will not. Uh, if I, uh, I if I lose twenty percent of my blood, I will go into shock. Mm-hmm. That is good to know. Stay yeah. around that eighteen and nineteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So my next note here, which I think is also my last until we hit final thoughts, is. It was demolished a few years prior with only mountains of bricks and the concrete foundation left. I'm pretty sure that if they demolished the house, they wouldn't leave behind a mountain of bricks. The The, the foundation would likely still be there, but they wouldn't leave the demolished portion of it. It, it depends on the circumstances. Um, like, we had a we had a cottage um, on a, a like near our cottage that they demolished, I th- and I think for about two years the piles of rubble sat before uh, somebody finally bought the place, and then they cleared out the property and and built the um, and built a new property. Like I think it does depend on on certain circumstances. So it might and like it said, like it had been demolished for a few years, so maybe it only been like a year and a half or two years. Um, but it could have sat there. Um, but yeah, usually the, at most, like when, when a building gets demolished, they do usually take away the, um, like all the stuff that isn't like the, like the, 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 the cement concrete, like foundation, but they might've kept the, some of the bricks might've been like piled up as well. They, they, they would have just gotten rid of like all the other, like, like junk, like roofing and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. but yeah, it, but... it is kind of a little weird that like, it, it's been like sitting there in a pile of, in a heap of, uh, for like years. Like usually it, it's, I'm surprised it wasn't just like the foundation or just a vacant lot <laughs> yeah at that point. Like it was demolished so it was demolished for a reason which is probably someone bought the lot with the idea of putting a house up there and then or or somebody bought the property hoping to, to like to sell it to someone and then like the 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 uh property more uh, the property value or the, the 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 bust or the the bubble burst and people suddenly weren't buying property so now he's stuck there with that property and he doesn't have the money to like remove things from it, so he's just hoping that somebody will buy the property from them. <laughs> yeah, it's really just a the, the most traumatic thing is just the the amount of money that guy lost on buying that property and trying to resell it. Yeah, that's the scariest thing. Oh God, what if it was actually like what if the uh, the homeless guy wasn't homeless? He o- actually owned the property, and he was like, um, he was actually he'd been trying to like uh, DIY like flip the house. And then eventually he's like, mm-hmm. fuck it, I can't flip this house, so I'm just going to bulldoze it down. And then yeah. tried to sell it, and he couldn't, so he just, like, like he's just gone. He just vanished. He just left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why Goliath took him back there to bury him there, because that's, <laughs> that's like, the most important thing he was trying to do in his life. I, I would love to hear your there. thoughts on, like, that, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> that's it. 
Because like, okay, because like honestly, like I, that that was like my 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 go to obviously was that like that was the dog, like that's the, the dog is on the, in that grave, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it made me real sad. <laughs> like it added some like some conclusion, like there's some closure there. It's like all right, well the dog waited, uh, like probably waited for you, uh, Nair forever, and then no. died of old, died of old age, and then. Are you just throwing Nair on the bus on this? <laughs> well, I I I because I would literally that would like. I would feel that shitty <laughs> if if I had done that. Dude, it wasn't his dog. It, it was, was the other guy's to, dog. For, for all and emotionally, it was his dog. <laughs> to him? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like I know I know it's not his dog, but I mean like emotionally it was his dog because he spent so much time with that dog, like on, on the off hours. Um and again, yeah, he did he this whole stupid abandon the dog because no, but the dog would keep go. Would probably like I could envision like the reason why like he let he went to the other side of the bus was so he couldn't see the dog going over to the 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 fence, the waiting for him. Like I was like that's that's what like in my head like and again I'm I'm probably speaking from a very emotional opinion right now on that, but like I could just keep seeing I keep seeing that dog waiting at the fence post for his his friend that would give him treats and stuff, and he never huh. shows up. Yeah, but he still had love and affection through his owner. He did. It's not uh, like he was on- a sad, depressed puppy, and he just stayed there forever. No, and you're right. That is like that is actually one of the glimmers of of strange hope. Is that the the homeless man slash vampire did seem like a good owner? Like, cause he yeah. So like, I it's just I feel like it's still sad for me though because like the dog probably thought he had another friend, but then the friend left him, kind of thing. And like it's that like yeah, he's got he's got his vampire homeless uh homeless friend like his master, but. He had another friend that no longer was his friend, and like I get really sad when I think about that. <laughs> yeah, but he's not friendless because he still has the owner. Well, yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, so going with uh, Gamer and Yellow's thoughts, uh, what if the dog is a reverse swear dog? So every full moon, the dog turns into a human. My God. Uh huh. The, then that way, the dog could theoretically. Dig the grave for the vampire. When the vampire finally like gets killed by a slayer, and mm-hmm. the dog would just be assumed like they just assume that the dog is just like like maybe he tried to like they, they just a dog like maybe uh, the vampire's like no save yourself get get out of here like you got to go hide I'll deal with these hunters and then vamp gets hit, gets killed um, and the dog goes over like to his uh, to his master turns into a human takes the body, the ashes or the body, the bones or whatever, and buries them in the back of the property and then just kind of like goes off on, to, like goes off to uh, to live the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. And becomes the littlest hobo. Oh my god, no! <laughs> <laughs> the littlest hobo, but as an Irish wolfhound and not a German shepherd. Yes. Uh, only our Canadian fans are going to know that what we're talking about when we talk about the littlest hobo. Or anyone who has access to, you know, To Google. YouTube. <laughs> Anyone listening so everyone... to this, check out the Lost Hobo. It is a. I don't know if it's any good because I'm I'm uh, I'm clearly speaking through rose-colored glasses. But it was like a fun little show about a, a, a German shepherd that would just go across provinces helping helping people in need. <laughs> he was the littlest hobo. He was the bestest boy. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. All right. So onwards to Gamer in Yellow. Yeah. All right. Uh, my first note. So I just is, dead air. <laughs> just nothing. Done. I have nothing. Um, first one is just in regards to him being a Irish wolfhound. Um, mm-hmm. A friend of ours would be quite happy that there's a 
Irish Wolfhound in the story. Yeah, Captain Selenum would definitely uh, approve of the uh, dog select story. Hmm. That's his uh, favorite dog breed. And nothing bad happened to the dog, too, so... Sure. <laughs> I mean, again, even even if like if the grave... Like, going from my side of it, even if the dog... Like, if the grave is the dogs, which I'm... I my, In my headcanon, that's, that's, that's the dog. But it, it, is. it may not have been, like, a tragic end. He might have just died no. of old age. Like, exactly. Dogs that's die the way I viewed it. Yeah. It's not that he was killed or nothing. It's been decades since Nair's been there. Dogs only yeah. live so long. Yeah. No, they only live about 13 to 20. Uh, like, 15 or 16 is, is like, a venerable year, a venerable age for a dog. Yeah, um, and I think he 20 is, like, ancient. Him. Sorry. Yeah, and he was not a pup when he saw him. He was a yeah. massive dog. Yeah. So, yeah, he may have only had a few more years left before he uh, before he, he died of old age. And then his his master... Uh, buried him at least his master buried him with like some ceremony like he didn't just like i was I w- i'm not gonna lie i was really terrified by that by the point but right before we got to the the grave i was terrified that he was gonna go to the back of the property and find a skeleton yeah. of a dog like just unceremoniously died in the in the backyard mm-hmm. um but that'd no, be we, terrible yeah but yeah like he, he still had someone that was actually that cared about the dog enough to actually fully bury him and everything yeah, there's so many like I, there's so many mixed feelings though I have with the story because it's skeevy, or is it? Like it's not. It's no, I I know it's it's really weird though because like from from one from one perspective it could be really like this could be like suppressed memories of like molestation, but it could also be the vampire thing or maybe nothing happened. Maybe the dog prevented something from happening. Like maybe maybe because again we don't have details on like where the wound was fr- where the wound was on on either nair or the homeless man so it, it could have been something as simple as like nair's in this dude's basement and he's trying to sleep underneath the sheet to get some sleep and then he hears a noise and he's like ah! and he just jumps out of bed scared bumps into yeah. nair who bumps into the shiny object cracks his head open or or gets a nosebleed. That's where the blood like, loss is. Yeah. No, it's a huge amount of blood loss. It's not from a nosebleed. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, he, he just like like yeah, like busted his head open a little bit. Yeah. So he's like, oh shit, that's a kid. And then he like tends to wounds. Yeah. And puts him in a bed just to lay him down. And then he wakes up and then he just runs away. Yeah. And heck, the entire thing could be, just be purely mundane. I, I and I'm totally with you on that. Like like it, the story has that like again blurred line like teetering the edge like is it this or is it that and i and you could like oh it's open to interpretation as to what's going on here <laughs> mm-hmm. for sure um and i want to i want to feel like I, I my brain immediately went to the skeevy stuff but i want to believe that it was well because like i i like when it's a, it's a creepypasta first off so like yeah and like the setup was there <laughs> in the de- in some of the details so i mean you say that but like if you go in with that mindset you can make anything skeevy. I mean, that's true. Also, yeah. um, but so, I mean, I mean, that's all. Yeah, again, it is a matter of. Well, I mean, it is a matter of. Yeah, yeah, it's open to interpretation. It's a matter of opinion. So, like, I walked into it going into a dark place because we're reading a creepypasta. You apparently went in with like just no, 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 uh, no preconceptions. Just reading it at face value, which God bless for you to have that kind of opinion for it <laughs> or viewpoint for it. Yeah, that's um, how I tend to do it. That's fair. Hmm. Um. So I didn't have time to have preconceptions. I read this this morning. <laughs> I I sent you the link Sunday, gamer. <laughs> yeah, you reminded me last night. I'm like, oh shit, right? I should start that. And then I started it, and then I got halfway through, and then 
Dog. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then I woke up this morning, and then I'm playing Warframe, and then I'm like, oh, it's 11. Oh, shit, I gotta finish wow. reading that. <laughs> do you want me to keep this in? And then I'm here. Like I don't care. Okay, I just, I, I just like, do you want me, like, how much, how, much of the, how much of the curtain do we want to peel back for our podcast? <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I don't give a shit. All right, fair. Yeah, okay. Well, it, it, then, yeah, like, even if, like, yeah, like, you're reading this, like, oh, I just gotta read this thing quickly. It's like, huh, this, Okay, this actually, I mean, there's some creepy stuff here, but like, it's fine. <laughs> yes. Uh, so from next, so my next one, um, I saw the dog every day before and after school, sleeping, walking, or just standing near the chain link fence and observing speeding cars. At this point in the story, I was wondering if the dog is just living with the ghosts of his previous owners or something, and right? they're still feeding him and such. Because you yeah. never see anything, you just see the dog. Also, it's a shame that Nair didn't ask if anyone else saw the dog, because for all we know, it's all in Nair's head. Fuck! Like the go- the dog's <laughs> been a ghost the whole time. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. That's the thing. Like this story took like just kept like I didn't know what what to expect from the story as it as it was going. Like mm-hmm. it just kept, like he never brought a yeah. friend to see the dog too, which yeah. is something you would do in that situation, right? You'd think so, yeah. Unless he didn't really like, have any friends. Cool dog. But... Come on, Jimmy, let's go see him. All right. Yeah. Or he's like, no, my name's Ted, and then he leaves. <laughs> Fuck you! <Yeah. here. laughs> but yeah, no, that would be really interesting. Is like, yeah, this abandoned house, and there's a dog in it, and it's a ghost dog, and the owner is a ghost owner, and like he freaked, like the whole thing, like at the, in the basement, he freaked out and like smashed his face, fell down. Then, and then the ghost spirited him up to the one of the bedrooms to sleep, uh, to sleep off the issue, and then like that's why like he, there's no interact, there's no physical interaction with the uh, or direct interaction with the with the um with the uh the owner or the dog yeah Fuck. and his owner's name is casper yeah clearly yeah <laughs> and, and and that's why there's a grave that grave is not fresh it's not even like a few years old it's been like a, it's been decades old yeah it was there like, back when he was a kid he just never saw it yeah, yeah he oh never went up back oh so let's see let's, let's recap here we have skeevy realistic horror like homeless man may have molested nair um, mm-hmm. kind of thing. We have the dog was the Renfield to a to a to a vampire that drained Nair's blood. Um, yep. there is why am I getting? Well, hang on, there's a notification. Okay. Um, there is uh the the man in and the dog are are basically a maintenance crew for a cursed artifact that's in the basement that mm-hmm. will sa- uh that will like send you into the the mirror dimension. Um. The dogs, a, the dogs, a were a reverse werewolf. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a man. Yeah, he's a wereman. Um, which is kind of hilarious that you said that because were is literally, I think, a Latin term or like a, a like a, a another like a term. For, basically, just uh, translated, were means man. <laughs> so it's a man, man. <laughs> so it's a man, man. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, because I know that's the same for. I know that's like for lycanthrope. I think that's what that means. Is basically, and I think werewolf. It's like. It's like man wolf. Man wolf, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, just man man. <laughs> uh, would it be a dog wear? Or it'd be a canis, a canis, or like a, a, a wear canis, or a, a wear dog. Because you said yeah, dog, that you said be... dog wear. <laughs> no, but because it's backwards. I know, you're right. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> He's, oh, God. This, the, I, we don't know where, where this takes place. This clearly takes place in Michigan. This is the Michigan dog man. Oh, there you go. Bam. 
nailed, nailed it. it. We have added on to the to the mythos of the of or we have inadvertently uh, contributed or added this to the mythos of the Michigan Dogman mythos. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so like there's like so many different iterations for this, like. And depending on like how you go into this story and like your opinion or your your like kind of perspective on things, like there's the this the story is very open to interpretation. It is like you just listed five and and that would be six with mine as well. Yeah, six it's with the ghost dog so or with with the, the literally a haunted house. Mm-hmm. God damn, many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll move on to my next one. Okay. Um, this one I, I just wrote down because I I just like the way that it's put. The way it's described. Sure. Uh, the only light sources were the street lights, sorry, the street lamps, and occasional flickers from faraway houses. I listened as the wind swept the leaves from the sidewalk, simultaneously feeling like an action hero and pissing my pants in terror. Yeah. Like, it's funny and also, like, very... Descriptive. And yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, like, the cold November evening, like... The, it's fall, like the wind's sweeping everything around, and he felt so badass while also being terrified at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm gonna save my puppy. God damn it, I'm I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm glad I also brought extra pants in my in my bag. <laughs> I'm glad I wore the brown pants. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. And then my last one is my last note is kind of on along the same lines of the as the one I just said of um enjoying something being described just in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt as if I was looking at a giant skull with a pair of black windowless gaps for eyes and a decrepit railing for teeth. I just really like the descriptor of that for the house. Yeah. It's flowery, but it gives a lot of information, and you know exactly what the house looks like. Yeah, like you can you can tell what kind of house that is. Yeah, a, a lot of creepypastas that we read, they go on some flowery descriptor. That's all fancy words and all that, but it doesn't really give you a good visualization of it. Or this is flowery and cool. But you 100% know what it looks like, too. Yeah, I'd say it's probably because this one, like, also, like, it gives the flowery detail, but it also gives you the context of what the flowery detail is to, is towards, like, the window, the, the broken windows form the eye sockets. And yeah. the the teeth are the railing on the porch kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It just works well. Yeah. No, I, I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. But until final thoughts, that's all I got. All right. Well, nice segue. On to final thoughts. <laughs> Alrighty then. Um... So this story led me down a journey. Um, I don't know where it was going, um, or I, I didn't know where it was going, uh, except for somewhere sad, um, but also a little bittersweet. Like the ending, is, like is kind of a little bittersweet. Like by the end, um, and it, it definitely pulled at my heartstrings on account of my own personal affections for our for our four legged friends. Um, it's effectively yeah, like a creepy. Oh, sorry, what? Yeah, I like cats too. You're right. Yeah, no, dogs, cats living together. <laughs> cats area. Um, it, it is an effective creepypasta in that it blurs the line between skeevy real horror and surreal morose nightmare. Like it's just really hanging on that skeevy aspect. I, I I'm like for, for, for uh, at least I, I feel like because of all the different like um like perspectives we got on in our in our discussion here, like. There's going to be a percentage of people who are going to take this. Oh, it it was a homeless man that just molested the guy, or molested the kid. um, just as much as like there might be a percentage that's going to think, oh, like vampire or haunted house or like it was it was actually nothing bad. <laughs> okay, fair um, enough. I just didn't go skeevy at all. That's fair. Like, I think the the massive blood loss was like 
part of that? Because why would there be so much blood loss during that, like skeevy events? That is what threw me off. Um, like that's why I got the vamp. I got more of the vampire angle. But like yeah. leading up to that, I was like, oh god, this is gonna go bad. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like I, I'm also a fan of of true crime horror and like and uh, and like I, I listen to a lot of like real accounts of like creepy stuff that happens to real people. Yeah. And so like that's kind of, I, I might have been in that mo- in that mode while reading the story. Fair enough. Um, again, the story is very open to interpretation. Um, it needs some editing and some additional details. I I feel like where, like, I want to know where those wounds are on the, on, on the person. <laughs> like, where did those, where did the blood, lo- uh, where did the blood leave? <laughs> like, I, or I it's like, something weird where there are no wounds. That would be again, like that kind of mer- even merits to like the, uh, the vampire angle because he just like siphoned the blood through his skin. <laughs> like through like blood magic and shit. Exactly. Yeah. Like through his skin or through his mouth kind of thing. Like, uh, like mm-hmm. that would be like super cool. Um, but like, I feel like there should be some extra details in the story that we just didn't get, um, that would maybe clear up a few things unless you want to leave it up to interpretation. But I feel like the blood loss thing might want to add a detail or two. Yeah. Um, Because that whole section is open to interpretation. We have six different stories, outcomes that we came up with. (laughs) Exactly. And I mean, sometimes that's what the, what the author is looking for. Maybe sometimes that is what they want to, uh, the reader to be left with is like, what's going on. They want them to leave them with a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, like we've been having this entire time. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, like I think for like a, a tighter story, a few extra details and then like, yeah, the editing, like, like I, we brought up in the grammar inquisition. Uh, there's just a few minor like typos and like spelling mistakes that can easily be fixed in like a, a like a, a run through. Um, and maybe just to make again like the the uh, another thing on like adding details or like giving some, some clearer details um with the uh, the the, uh, the the outskirts of town descriptor like the the intersecting roads <laughs> and such yeah. like that kind of thing um so it, with all of this in mind i i'm going to the majority of it would be a, a recommendation like it's a partial recommendation but on like the the higher end of a recommendation uh and the reason why it's partial is just because i would probably also give a warning uh, as to the subject matter at hand, um, like personally, just because like I was kind of skeeved out a little bit by the end, and also like the, it has it has a bittersweet ending about like the ending because like depending on how you like you interpret what happened at the end, there's a lot of interpretation in this story, and so I I would probably have, I would recommend this story, but like let them let somebody let the person know that like there's a dog involved and there's also a homeless man and, and a child, so go into that how you will <laughs> um but otherwise like the goal was achieved it was creepy and but it was also bittersweet sad so i and and it and it left a mark on me emotionally which is the telling of a good story like so i i recommend um just with like maybe a maybe a warning to whoever i recommend it to um because it was kind of creepy and was effective so i'll shut up mikey go <laughs> uh well for me uh i was when is this reading it and waiting for the action or the event of creepiness to happen and it it takes a while to get there and then he enters the basement and then we get the weird mirror followed by him losing consciousness waking up in a strange bed, and then we meet a possible vampire. Yep. And then he's me, like, okay. 
yeah, it, to me, basically, I want more detail. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's told the way the story's told. It has that kind of like you're you're talking to a friend who tells you this creepy story that happened to them as a kid, kind of thing. You can only remember so, so much. Yeah, so like, and most of those stories don't have like a very like a climactic like fighter like like any kind of real action. It's just like a creepy story that they like noped out of, or they left right afterward. It also kind of, now that you're saying that it does kind of remind me of like, of what, of, of what like a lot of Lovecraft stories end. they, they just end very anticlimactically <laughs> like mm-hmm. with the care, with the, with the investigator fainting and then waking up in a hospital bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, basically with all the lead up uh, to this, I wanted more, creepy factor which i wasn't getting from the story because my, my mind didn't go skeevy right, at fair all <laughs> fair um, and uh so i'm just not recommending this all right fair enough gamer uh for me um first off i'm i, I might fight you a little bit on this uh cultist in regards to like your suggestion of a trigger warning because i don't personally think it's necessary because for you, your whole issue with it is the fact that you assumed that the dog was murdered. No, no, I wasn't assuming the dog was murdered. My my thing is that um, I, I, I again like my my trigger the trigger warning suggestion is also just because like it's it comes from a personal opinion because um, I I don't like seeing dogs hurt or even like dead like even if even if like it was like it wasn't it, hurt though ever emotionally I felt hurt like I felt like the dog was hurt uh, like I, again like. I, I I got triggered by um the boy abandoning the dog like by like leaving like and like the 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 way it was talking about like the dog like him like like not seeing the dog ever again after that event like I got triggered from that like personally and that's okay. that is a personal thing and I'll say this though yeah. if the homeless man was being an asshole to the dog yes I would agree 100% because no one loves him only yeah. this kid loved him however the owner seemed fine the dog was happy there. Yeah. So he wasn't truly abandoned. That, that's true. And honestly, this discussion had like, this is why I bumped my thing up from being a sad ending to a bittersweet ending. Cause like we do get some closure about the dog, but his like, and yeah, he was, a, he was abandoned by the kid, but he wasn't abandoned, abandoned. Like he yeah. had a, an owner and stuff of like that. It's just, I was like, I, I didn't like, I got, I got triggered by the relate by the, by the breakup between the boy and the dog <laughs> is really what it was. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I, again, it's full disclosure, personal opinion, but like, that's why I added it. That's, and that's why we have separate opinions on the things. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I, I just don't like dogs, like, like getting even a little bit like emotionally or physically hurt in stories or even like being brought up and like having this kind of thing. Cause like, again, abandonment, even by like somebody who's not their owner, but being left like after like years of like interaction and stuff like that, that still hurts me like emotionally. So mm. I can't. I can't help what I how I feel, man. <laughs> so. Oh, I know. That's why I'm, I'm adding. That's why. That's why I put it in there. So. Okay. I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. Um. But in regards to the story as it is, uh, I like that the story shows how dark things can be through the eyes of a child. It's like for me when I was um reading this, there's nothing fucked up at all going on in this story. But until we know that nothing's fucked up, everything looks fucked up. Yeah. Because like, is it a ghost? Sure. Is it a murderer with a knife? Maybe. Yeah, who knows? But like, as soon as we get the bigger picture, it all lines up. At least for me, that's an interesting like perspective. That, yeah, like I really like the way that that um, progressed through the story. Yeah, it was a 
again, to me, it was a very mundane story where nothing bad really happened, but through the eyes of a child, things could be real fucked up. Yeah. It, it actually, that's very apt for like, um, so like the, the game system, uh, Little Fears plays on that kind of narrative where like um, in the original version of Little Fears, everything that the characters encounter is supposed to be mundane at the end of the, of the end of the story because your the kid's belief and like their imagination is what's fueling the fear and the, and the monsters and terror. So oh, like really? the most mundane stuff, it, like in the original iterations of that, of that, ser- of that setting and of that system, um, like, yeah, all the monsters are just supposed to be a- a- allegories for mundane things. Um, and it's just hmm. the kids like nightmarish imaginations that are, that are running wild that causes like the monsters to come out and like the, the, or the things to be interpreted as monsters and, and, and horror and dark stuff. So you, you you kind of like I like that like how you're interpreting that like it's the story leading and I, I guess I was just kind of caught in the weeds of that <laughs> throughout the entire story. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you actually were able to break out of that by the end of the story. Yeah, you see, you saw the dog. I was like, oh no, the dog. Oh no. What's yeah, I went, I went full emotional mode. <laughs> yeah. Which again, like yeah, I am, it's I am a soulless husk that has no feelings, so I can Aww. just go straight through that. <laughs> But or no. you're just oh. a little bit more mature than I am. <laughs> I don't know about that. I really don't know about that. But regardless, I I I did really like the story, and I'm gonna give a full recommendation. There's right. I haven't read many stories where again, because this is all open to interpretation, I haven't read many stories where the events are possibly entirely mundane with nothing bad happening at all, but I was still creeped out along the way because I was in the head of the child. And through his eyes, real- yeah. I just realized this is the freaking Scooby Doo scenario. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> God damn it! It's like it was Mr. Jenkins the whole time. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> like that, I just realized that's the mentality we're going. You you were going in on this with a, a little bit, yeah. I mean, but, we I have mean, been playing. The story itself yeah. just tells you it's like, yeah, this happened. I know, it but like, it just says like the homeless guy was fine. He just went out every morning, bought shit for his dog. Yeah, but there's still like things about that that you could interpret to be like weird. But like, yeah, or you could just take it to be like mundane as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I that's why I like it's so interesting the story. Like, because we 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 like a week or two ago, we or, or some weeks ago, we watched we read um, uh, uh, Kane Max last story or like other story, which was um, uh, the baby one, where it was like a very tropey. Like we knew what the trope was, but we it was it, we could appreciate it. Yeah. This one, I had there was it wasn't there was no I I couldn't really pinpoint any kind of tropes. I just didn't it know it was been anything. I really just I, I, yeah, I was just, it was just a journey because I did not know where we where I was going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I didn't know where the story was gonna go. Like and it, I I still don't know where fully where the story went. Like it, it, that that's how open to interpretation it is. It was like being in a a spooky maze, yeah, like a Halloween esque maze. And you know, there's multiple exits that all lead to different things. Like this is this is the skeeve lane. This is uh, the uh, the the ghost alleyway. Like these are all different this ways. Is the that... vampire's lair. Exactly. Like these yeah. are all the different ways that it can exit. But yeah. when you actually exit, it's just a normal exit sign. You get out, and you realize that you're in a haunted house. Yeah, like it it opens and up different avenues. <laughs> yeah, like you start at point A. Then you go in, and then there's like a fork, like a, like a like a, a like a several like route fork in the ro- in the path that you can mm-hmm. take, and it, and each one takes you to a different like perspective, like a different like a theme of like horror, and then it all, but they all taper back to the main to another to the to a singular path at the very end, and to like the like, and then you're out of the maze, and it's, it's back to reality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's really what it felt like. <laughs> yeah, no, one hundred percent. Now that I'm like in visualizing that, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> Nice. I, I just, I, 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 just, I, I, I'm, I don't know what else to say. So, and it's, it's your turn. So I'm, that's why I'm trying to stop myself. I mean, I mean I'm done. I said my, I said my piece. Okay. Uh, so then, yeah, like, yeah. Um, I guess, um, I, I feel like maybe, like maybe if you're a dog, like if you, if you really like dogs, um, go into this cautiously, but, but go into it. So like, that's my recommend. Like I, that's how I'd recommend it. Um, uh, Mike, uh, uh, or like Mikey, like uh, doesn't recommend it, and Gamer fully recommends it. It, it really is just a story that is open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. So, and depending on how you interpret it, you'll either yeah. be grossed out, freaked out, or just sad. Or sad. <laughs> yeah, appreciative, sad. Like just, just roll the dice. It's you, a very complex. Yeah, it, it it really does depend on your outward, on your um, on the on your. Uh, uh, your mood going in, I think. So, right, yeah. Um, and it really it it can pull like v- various various things as a result of that, depending on how you're you're viewing the story. So, um, it's a complex. I'm really curious, yeah, I'm really, I'm really curious which of us are quote unquote right. Like when or if Kane Mac listens to this recording, I wonder if they're gonna be like, uh, no, that's wrong. Uh, yeah, that one person nailed it. Yeah, like, I would be Kane Mac if you're listening all and wrong. If you would like to send us another email um, about our discussion of your story and let us know, like, your opinion on our opinion. Legitimately, I would love to hear back because I am yeah. I'm curious yeah. as to what exactly the fuck is going on here. Uh, I'm guessing the uh, the canon story is vampire. I mean, we'll we'll see if if we get a, a, a that we'll it, some some things point to that, but we'll see. I'm locking my my vote in that it was all mundane, nothing bad happened. Personally, I want to go with the the vampire one myself. Um, mm-hmm. As much as I was kind of like harping on on the skeevy bit, the skeevy bit, I feel I feel like the vampire the the with the blood is, is the, the 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 aspect of the blood uh and like the the or the loss thereof. Um, I feel like vampire is probably the route that happened, but I'd be really interested to see what actually the situation is here. And I mean, with the skeeve, depending on how fucked up the the person initiating the skeeve is, there could be yeah. massive blood loss as well. So you could also be right. But yeah, well, like I know. said, like I, I I envision like well, like maybe the blood that uh, like was on his shirt was from like the dog biting his owner because like the guy was a, was attacking his friend, his, his new friend. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Kind of thing, and then that's why, like, he he let him go, like, so, like, so, uh, so casually, because <laughs> he didn't want the dog to attack him again. Yeah. And he's like, all right, just get out. Yeah, get out of here. Like, yeah, I, I really, they, the story was very complex. To, like, it seems like it's very complicated. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. From uh, for like for like your opinion on it, and like, but all in all, mostly a recommendation toward it. So, um, uh, yeah, there we go. Um. That was this week's episode. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below. But honestly, like anybody else who's read the story and has some some opinions on it themselves that are that are like different or similar to ours, by all means, comment in the in the sections below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, YouTube, Facebook, or Tumblr. Uh, we're all on Twitter, uh, so you can talk to us there on about it. Uh, Mikey is at the East Ends for Evil. Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without that W because his name is too long. Yes, it is. Uh, and I'm at Review Cultist 
you can also send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas uh, or other internet spooky stories that you'd like us to discuss on the show. Or let us know like how we're doing. Like how like if you listen to this episode and you really have some kind of like questions uh, to, or like some uh, if you want to like start a conversation via email, by all means, send us one. Um, if you'd like to help support the show financially, you can go to Patreon, look up Aldente Rigamortis, and select the backer tier. Um, we have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, and extra content. To our patrons that are already helping support the show, thank you guys immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. And to the listeners of these, uh, to the listeners of our show and the authors of these stories, thank you guys immensely, because without your listenership, we really wouldn't have much of a show. And without your stories to tug at our heartstrings or terrify us or creep us out we really wouldn't have much of a show so thank you we wouldn't be having this discussion <laughs> um until next time i have been your host review cultist i'm mikey the e stands for evil and i'm the gamer in yellow and this has been al dente rigamortis sleep well <laughs> <laughs>